You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. And Lion. And Lion. Lion Amini. <laughs> Justin Davis. Scoop. And Sam Claiborne. Howdy, everybody. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the future of the Tomb Raider series. We're going to talk about what we've been playing, which will include more Hitman and the recently released Cyber Shadow. But first, I wanted to share... Something I was uh, recently gifted for my birthday. This is mm-hmm. FF Dot. Is anyone familiar with this one? Yeah, this I know this, the, book, know this book well. This is the pixel art of Final Fantasy. Oh my goodness. The, gang, the gang's all here. Our friend, the Red Mage. Yeah, Red Mage. <laughs> Which, man, that's, a, that's gorgeous. Do you think Red comes? That's actually the Red Wizard, right? Yeah. There's the all the, the original crews uh, when they're uh, low on health. Oh, Grace yeah, when they have low. to duck down. Look yeah. at the barbarian with his little horns. <laughs> yeah, they're kneeling. Or fighter or whatever he was first. I forget yeah. what they're called. Fighter yeah. becomes barbarian, right? So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, That's it's really hardcover. Cool. Yeah, FF Dot, it's available on Amazon. So. And Square published that? Yeah. Man. Or no, Square. I'm sorry, Dark Horse. This is yeah, Dark yeah. Horse. With, with Square's permission, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's official. It's yeah, official. that's really neat. Yeah, it goes just on. Final Fantasy 1, or is it? I it's just all the pixel art. So it's, you know, through the first, what, six, yeah, six games. Yeah. yeah. Does it have Game yeah. Boy? I, have, I, haven't, I haven't dug too deep into it yet. I'm not <laughs> sure. I wonder if they would count that because some of those games <clears throat> were not Final Fantasy games. In like Final Fantasy Japan. Adventure. Mm-hmm. That sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Cool. Okay. Um, Tina, I'm, I've been very much uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Hitman. We talked about it last week. Yeah, I was bummed. I, I missed the first um, inaugural Hitman episode. Inaugural, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but I, I'm loving it so far. Very sm- uh, slow roll into things, as you can imagine, since it's supposed to be a very methodical approach. Um, so I've only done the first two missions and killed my first two targets, or set of targets, rather. Um, I imagine I have the same opinion as you guys all do. Like the Hitman series has always been known for doing things in like very different and wacky ways. So comparing notes behind the scenes is one of my most favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. How, what approach did you take? Although I think I, I feel like I'm taking the most mainline approach every single time because it's like the main story approaches. They're the most viable. I'm not very creative. Think, apparently, I can't tell if Mission Two even it gives you the option to do um, different things. This is just such a different, like, you know, storyline that you're following. But the first mission, you and I, we know we did the most possible different things. I mean, imaginable. Like I thought I was playing the wrong game after we talked. (laughs) (laughs) Or didn't finish something like there's always slight variances in how you can get a thing or like get someone into a specific room. There's always the poison approach and you can just hope that you pick the right, you know, glass of, of whiskey or whatever for them to drink. If you happen to have poison on you or find it somewhere. Um, but yeah, I've just been following all the like plot lines and whatnot. So I played my, my, my game of clue, uh, two nights ago to finish that second mission. And yeah. It's very I, I guess you could, you could probably kill a lot more people and get away with it in the second mission. If you wanted, like there's so <laughs> many security guards and everything. It's like, technically you could stuff them all in boxes and it probably wouldn't change much, but you would be playing. Except for your score. I definitely really? that. Yeah, they penalize you for that. You gotta oh, be, I mean, really? it's a stealthy game, so you got to be stealthy. Okay. So you're not supposed to be a hitman. <laughs> well, a very intentional hitman. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no sneak kinging. You're no a professional. Sneak. What about if you knock them out and stash them? Does that affect your score? Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. That's encouraged. Oh, okay. So that's it is like total stealth like Metal Gear rules. It's like, yeah, you can knock them out. Like, <clears throat> Exactly. You can like um, you can subdue them, and then you can like crack their neck or whatever the prompt is for that. Yeah. Snap their so neck. Just, just so avoid if you that. do that, yeah, exactly. Just avoid that. Well, do you think they wake up otherwise? They I don't, don't think they do, unless for someone the whole finds, someone oh, finds them. Okay. They'll, they'll wake That's them up. true. Yeah, you got to hide them properly. Okay. Bushes, boxes, you know. Mm-hmm. And you the can best put multiple people get, in boxes. Freezers. Freezers. Yeah. The best is, um, is when you get caught dragging a body and they're like, oh, so disrespectful. How could you be yeah. treating a body that way? That's a human being. And it's like, yeah. you realize I'm playing as a hitman in this video game, right? There's also people that'll be like, I think that person's dead. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't know. How do they know? They shouldn't yeah. freak out so much. This is why people, more people need yeah. to know CPR. The AI like in, in dialogue with NPCs is, is, is sometimes hilariously... Mm-hmm. Uh, just random. It's like I'm, I'm going to swear here, just for if, if any of your listeners' kids are are, are by. I'm going to swear in just a moment. Uh, <laughs> there's like one time I approached I approached a guard and he was just like he was like, "Hello, sir, how are you?" But I, as I took like one more step towards him, he was like, "I will fucking end you if you don't walk <laughs> away now." It's just like, ooh. which that to be fair, life. you know, yeah, I was going to say very very uh, appropriately matched for real life, like that 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 one line barrier. You know, you you ever on the bus and there's that yellow line? Do not cross the yellow line. Like, yeah, gotta have boundaries. I didn't. Yeah, that's the thing about Hitman, though. Again, this is all new to me that I didn't realize that uh, just standing next to people is seen as like aggressive or annoying, which it is in real life, right? So sometimes yeah. you're standing next to people and be like, "Give me some space." And I'm like, "Oh, I yeah. didn't even realize I'm in a video game. I didn't even realize I need to give this person space." Yeah, I thought I was the only person that mattered here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. It really breaks that 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 mold. I've definitely had like where you're ta- where you're mid um, cutscene dialogue with an NPC, and then it like zooms out back into the game world, 
And suddenly there's a question mark and like, why are you in my face? I was like, we were just having a conversation. Yeah. I thought everything was <laughs> going well. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Fun Sam, time. you're still playing on, you're still streaming on Switch? Yeah, it's a total disaster. Um, <laughs> I thought like a weekend it would be like, and by the way, I like the game so much that I'm continuing to play it. But yeah, you, you shouldn't pay for this game. It, it, would, it would be wrong for you to do that. Uh, it, it, it's it's doing this thing. Um, last week it was doing a thing where it was like, you know, you're, you're ser- the server is experiencing this, so you're slowing down warning. This, this week I'm not really getting warnings anymore, but it'll do the thing which I explained last week, which is so funny. And I'm, I'm glad I'm taking it as a funny thing because I don't know anything. But like, you'll be walking, and then whatever button you press last, whether it's forward, back, up, or down, you just keep doing that, and you're just locked in it while the server catches up. <laughs> it's brutal, and that's why I keep on having people be like, get out of my face, sir. I'm like, I can't do anything about it. I'm just, I'm just walking <laughs> automatically. I really, really, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. That plus the Joy-Con drift, that's just such a recipe yeah. for a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's total. It's, it's, it's like extreme Joy-Con drift. This would be like a. This would be a great thing to challenge people on if we uh, had a mm-hmm. game show around it. It's just like an impossible to play game. It's like holding a controller upside down. But for the mission I'm on right now, and if you're really stealthing and you're really doing well, it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter too much. How freaked out would you be? Don't if, play this game on Switch. <laughs> if someone was approaching you and walking towards you and getting closer and closer and saying, "I'm not in control of this. I'm not yeah. going <laughs> to kill you." <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not, I can't control this. Oh and then the person just hits the wall and keeps walking into that wall. I think I've seen that guy in San Francisco before. Yeah, pretty sure that's Ace like Ventura. It sounds like a 2010 Screw Attack video waiting to happen. Um, yeah, even on I'm playing on PS5, and the, it's, the game is intended to have an always online connection, and that's the one thing one thing I don't like about it because there was uh, more more than one occasion where the game I lost my connection and it just kicked me out and kicked me to the title screen. And that's yeah, sucks. what's up with that? Yeah. Um, man, I have an always on connection story for you. I, I got a new TV and I've been trying things out on it just to see how things are going. I wanted to see like the 120 hertz on Xbox and stuff. Uh, I uh, put in Call of Duty for the first time, and I really want to play a little bit of that campaign. Um, I cannot play Call of Duty. Like, it goes to the title screen. It says sign up for an Activision account. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So if you do that, you can just go offline, right? Well, if you go offline, it just bounces you right back to sign up for the Activision account. Like, you can't, (laughs) you have to play with an Activision account. So I I try to sign into an act, like, create an Activision account on the thing, you know, using the prompts, get through it. I, I, I completely crashes out, freezes. I reboot the whole thing, come back in, re sign up for an email account again, freezes. The whole thing. I start looking this up online. People are like, oh yeah, Call of Duty crashes all the time on Xbox, blah, blah, blah. I just can't play the game. There's no way for me to play it. If they just had an offline damn game and I could play the damn campaign offline, I would be fine. But instead, I'm locked in this hell loop of like signing up for an Activision account. It's a, it's totally broken. Yeah. Amazing. I had a yeah. similar, I downloaded and installed Fallout 76 because it's on Game Pass. And I'm like, maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's been several years. I've heard it's better yeah. now. I want to try it out. And <laughs> then I got I got stuck in a similar hell loop with my Bethesda account and never got it resolved and, and then deleted Fallout 76. I feel like we there should not be an additional account layer. We are on Xbox Live. That is what should be the all-inclusive account. Like, Xbox yeah. needs to work this out. Like, I know you need to pay for subscriptions for some games, and that's just like purchasing a game. So that's part of the store. Like, you don't need to have this... Every game now has this, like, separate third-party additional login. It's like, you're online as Xbox. It says that. That's the most frustrating thing about Call of Duty. It says, hey, you're online as your screen name. Welcome. 
And it's like, sign into your Activision account. It's like, you know I'm online. <laughs> it's the same with uh, you. Uh, even Steam is not immune from this. Like uh, Ubisoft games on Steam all require Uplay. I mean, yeah. It's, but I think at least there's that whole like you know platform connectivity thing once you're logged save. in. Yeah, exactly. That stuff's that's stuff. But really, only in this generation and very selectively. So it's more of a, like a vision of the future than anything super substantial right now. Yeah, yeah. I did play Astrobot in the end though, and that, that game uh, ended up being really, really neat. It was just yeah, a great cute. showcase of the controller and everything. So delightful. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll show people when they come over and, and yeah. when that is allowed ever again uh, to see what the PS5 is all about. Because no other games are doing that stuff. That's the first time yeah. I even felt the controller do that. Although, stuff. like, even the cam- so the camera, I've been playing on PS5 Hitman um, 3, and even like the ca- to press the camera button in has that resistance. Oh, it has it's that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's a real camera. I'm like, who even, at least on a standard level, who even uses a real camera? Everything's yeah, now on, on our <laughs> touchscreen phone. So that's, I don't know how realistic it is. It's, it actually feels like an inhibitor. I'm like, damn, I suck at taking photos, apparently. Yeah. This is a whole other gameplay realm. And me. I've used real cameras before. That's not what they feel like. Yeah, they're not that difficult to push no, in. <laughs> so Sam, what mission are you on right now in Hitman 3? I'm at th- I I think I'm at the end of the the second mission and oh. I am stuck uh wandering around and uh, wandering off cliffs and stuff trying to figure out a clue thing. But I I think I'm I'm almost uh, done with that. It's moment. not the case file, is it? Yeah, but I mean, I think as you were telling me, like I think I just, just need keep to talk going. to everybody. Just keep but going. I, I, like I have, like I really do like how I can compare all the clues right now, right? Yeah. So I know I have a, I, th- I have a thing in my head. Like I know what I'm supposed to be. I'm kind of excited to go back and play because, like, I'm gonna try to go into an area where I'm not allowed to go into mm-hmm. by doing something that I'm gonna. I'm like, yes, this is gonna be fun. So like, I'm really excited about doing that. Yeah, that's a good telltale thing. Like, if something is, you know, how um, if you if you see like a bunch of loot uh, loot chests and places, you're like, oh, the mm-hmm. a boss fight's about to happen. Like, yeah, the equivalent. Exactly. The equivalent in Hitman is like a locked door. Oh, there's something good in there. Yeah, like, they don't want me in there. There's something yeah. good in there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. I I finished the story, the last story mission, uh, the other night, and I'm, yeah, I love that game. I'm gonna go back and do a lot. I'm I'm am going back and doing a lot of the challenges now, uh, executing my targets in various ways. Uh, that game really surprised me. I didn't play the first Hitman one or two, so I, I really love this one. And uh, it's 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 when you start a new area in that game, it's exactly what I love to do in video games. We've talked about this many times before. I think Sam is around the same level, but just to have a new big area to that I'm free mm-hmm. to explore, free as you know, as, as long as I can sneak my way into every area. Man, that's just like when you go when you go to a new location for the first time. And it's just, there's so much to explore, so many nooks and crannies to go down. That's like the best feeling, my absolute favorite thing to do in a video game. That's the Mario 64 feeling, right? Exactly. And, uh, exactly. and speaking of which, uh, we previewed Bowser's Fury this week. That game looks, ex- I mean, it's exactly that. It's just a big open space. There should be, you know, 20 of those in a, in a, in a Super Mario Odyssey 2. But for now, I'll take 120th of a Super Mario Odyssey because that game looks great and it's cat-themed. Yeah. Out next month. Uh, I also started playing uh, Cyber Shadow, a game that IGN reviewed this week and gave an eight, and is definitely a daily game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's on uh, Game Pass, so if any, any Xbox users out there should definitely check what is it out. It? It's a it's it's a Ninja Gaiden like, <clears throat> for the most part. It's definitely like it's a modern eight bit action game. So it's frustrating, it, impossible, and you'll never get past level one. It is difficult. It is difficult. There's lots of platforming. That's challenges. Ninja Gaiden like in my brain. Yeah. yeah. Lots of platforming challenges, and you definitely have to learn enemy patterns, be very observant, be very... You have to 
be pretty um, intentional with how you, you, you proceed through each level. But it's yeah. it's got a great look to it. It reminds me a lot of Panzer Paladin from last year. And it also has a great soundtrack. Hmm. Cool. I'm enjoying it. It's great. I played through the first two uh, missions last night. Are you going to play that Skull game? What's it called? Which one? It's called Skull something with one L. I don't know which one you mean. I, I, it's a Damien game. I'll send it over. Okay. All right. We, we, I think we just reviewed it. Okay, we got some... Oh, oh I want to say that playing through Hitman 3 uh, af- after finishing that, I have the utmost confidence in IO Interactive making a James Bond game. Mm-hmm. It's called Skull the Hero Slayer. Yeah, that one's not on my radar, but I'll have to look okay. it up. All right. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got some news today uh, that Crystal Dynamics is planning for the next Tomb Raider game to unify the reboot trilogy and the original games. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what that means. They're it working. Means to they're going to figure out how to get the dinosaurs in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow we have to get from not dinosaurs to dinosaurs. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounded so. like it could just be a timeline progression thing because they were like. Well, we've seen her at not her best, and then we've seen her as a super pro. So we want to make sure we acknowledge. Like, there's a quote um, from the studio that says something about like acknowledging those different Laras uh, and mm-hmm. figuring out like what, how to I- incorporate those elements of her character building mm-hmm. in that the future sense. franchise. Yeah, because I guess yeah, generally speaking, is, it does. 
But they did, okay, so this is confusing then, because right now, like, the, the Lara Croft is, you know, supposed to be young. She was on her first mission in that first reboot game, right? Yeah. But didn't they make oh, a game cool. called Tomb Raider Origins? Yes. Probably. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, well, yeah. that's why that's why they called it, I think, a reboot trilogy, even though it also kind of works as an origin story for the character yeah. Lara Croft as well. And and at the end of the original, they they sort of dropped the reboot thing with the sequels because the end of the original, the climax moment was also her getting like the double guns for the very first time, like it's, which is yeah. very iconic. Yeah. Mm. What if we just go down the Lara Junior approach? Because then you get both of her, you know, when she's when she's just kind of unfamiliar with the territory and then much of an expert. Yeah, gotta pass it down, right? That's her whole. That's I want, her whole family oh, pedigree. You, I see what you're saying. The the, 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 the the one would be the daughter of the other, Laura Junior. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. great. Okay. Well, in the canon though, it's like usually it. her dad was like the explorer and the yeah. like, archaeologist one though. Maybe she's her own dad. Also, well, exactly. Uh, like she's got to pass it on to her children, <laughs> just like he did to her. Yeah, that's a big legacy thing. I, yeah. I want them to do it. Uh, I want everything. I want every fictional universe to be a multiverse now and be like Spider Verse, where both Laras, like Lara, meets the old blocky polygonal yeah. Lara, <laughs> and then it's like I'm Lara Croft, and then they have to like team up on an adventure yeah. together. Mm, I like and that. They, and they go back and forth. Like the new oh. Lara can go back into like the the PS One era like games. Just like, yep. oh, it so turns strange. back into tank controls, and you have to. Press yeah, maybe, maybe that's how they do it. level by level. It's just yeah. like, yeah, from the different games. Oh, okay. So yeah. that started as a goof, and now I want it. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound, I mean, that's, you know what did that weirdly is Pitfall, the Mayan adventure on Super Nintendo. It was about how Pitfall, the blocky, stupid Pitfall Harry, <laughs> was this guy's dad. And you go on this, like, beautiful <laughs> Super Nintendo adventure game looking for your dad, who's like this, like, still a block pixel thing. That's great. Yeah, that's what that's what Spelunky Two is. Or it's an is Indiana it really? Jones yeah. crossover. They're making yeah. that game now, so that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, will we even need Lara Croft anymore once we have actual Indiana Jones <laughs> games? It might be good. Um, okay, so so you know, if you don't want to hear about the end of Tomb Raider uh, Three, uh, give me thirty seconds. Shadow because, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, because that game ends with you becoming some sort of like South like Aztec god. Like mm-hmm. you become like a deity and uh, because somebody else wants to be, and then you accidentally take that person's place. That's how that game ends with like but, light coming out of your eyes and stuff. Yeah. But then the power leaves her and she's just normal. Sure. Again. Sure. Sure. But then <laughs> but that, that happened. That still that doesn't explain happen. with any of her crew or the people that are in her ear in any of the other Tomb Raider games. And I'm like, Hey, remember that time you became a God? Yeah. <laughs> And then I think there's like some additional more uh, flashbacky things or something, or they tie it all together. But yeah, I mean, do you just go back to like looking for sunken ships after that? Is that well? That's why since that happened, Sam. That's why I don't. They don't need to jump through any hoops to justify the existence of a dinosaur. Yeah, now they can just have the dinosaur. Well, now apparently Lara Croft can just summon the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So that and is what they meant. She's going to summon the dinosaurs using her deity powers, and then she's going to also summon the previous versions of herself in all the polygonal uh-huh. builds and whatnot. So all of these ideas are converging into what we assume is the scoop on. I love it. The next, Lara and then Croft. her daughter has to play all those levels, and you get to choose them like Mega Man. You can go to any one yeah. any time. Yeah, maybe, and or maybe it's like a situation like in Uncharted Four where they play Crash Bandicoot. Like maybe it's her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. look, they made a video game about me. 
Yeah. And then it's all meta. That'd be pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, all goofing aside, I kind of hate this. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like I just think like, cause video game sequels, especially AAA games are more than just continuations of the story and character that the continuation or, you know, remixing of the gameplay ideas. Right. So like God of War 2018 is a continuation of Kratos' story and an evolution of those gameplay mechanics that everybody loves. So it's a sequel in a lot of different ways. It's building on other stuff than just story. And so mm-hmm. eventually the story gets scaffolded up so much and has so much bolted onto it that like, you know, they're a business, they're running a business. They have to keep making Tomb Raider games, but they can't, they just collapse over and under their own way. And then either have to be rebooted or then they're on their second reboot or it gets all weird, like Halo games. And like, I feel for game developers. Like, I love Master Chief, and I love that the game's open world, and I'm excited about the continuation of his story. But the more and more time that passes, the weirder and weirder and more, like, stretched out and contorted the storytelling in particular becomes. It's like comic books. Like it's Exactly. I was exactly going to make that comparison. A series of coincidences has to bring familiar characters back, for example. And yeah. it, it really yeah. contracts the universe. And with comics, they've been going for, you know, in some <clears throat> cases, about 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's series that, like, you know, Batman has never resembled Batman every five years. But it's still called Batman, and like some of those are still. I mean, Detective Comics is still Detective yeah. Comics, and like I'm, I'm uh, even though I followed comics pretty, you know, uh, uh, pretty intently when I was 13. Like in that time, like I can't, I can't even relate to what what the comics I liked then are now. Like they're they're just not even not even close to what they were, but they're still called, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man and Spawn and stuff. Yeah, from you know, and I brought up gameplay because from a story standpoint, like you can just you can end it. Like our story's over. We don't yeah. have any more story to tell. But there's still interesting things to do in gameplay and evolving the gameplay and new graphics and stuff like that. And then they're kind of forced to come up with a story justification for why it's all still going. And I, I don't know. Feels That's weird. why all stories should be removed from video games. <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> you um, guys know I'm all about that. We, Leave it to books and movies. I was reading an interesting thing about uh, they're eventually going to introduce the X-Men and Magneto into the MCU. Um, That's so crazy. It is, and Magneto's whole thing is that he was a Holocaust survivor, right? And so the farther and farther removed we get from that, the harder and harder it becomes impossible. Or so it's like, was he in hypersleep for like thirty years, Mm -hmm. or did they Captain America style? And it's it it's you know it's a it's (laughs) it's a problem. Yep. Yep. Um. Luckily, they have X Men movies set in the past. So. Yeah. (laughs) True. So the game director of this new Tomb Raider says uh, the original games featured a seasoned and confident adventurer. The development team envisions a future of Tomb Raider unfolding after these established adventures, telling stories that build upon the breadth of both core design and Crystal Crystal Dynamics games, working to unify these timelines. Hmm. But he says we don't have quote unquote. We don't have plans for a major game announcement in the near future. So it's a ways (laughs) off. What? Oh, (laughs) but you just did. Yeah, I mean, kind of. That's what we uh, like to call an announcement is of an announcement. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Remember when whenever, Donkey Kong Country did this? It's exactly what Tina was describing. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're going to get Cranky Croft out of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Back in my day, I was a tomb raider. <laughs> now there's no tombs anymore to raid. <laughs> the audience seems split on whether or not Donkey Kong Country is in the Mario universe. No, yeah. no one see, there doesn't Why seem to be you gotta full, bring that back up? full agreement on that. <laughs> It's true. Um, it's an it's a open wound still, Damon. We got <laughs> shafted. 
No, you did you see? Did well. you see me get into the Facebook group and, and get out no. there? And people were like, people were like, oh well, you know, there's there's different universes, right? So it's like it's unclear. It's like no, no, no. Just just think about it this way: Mario climbed a, a ladder to knock off Donkey Kong at one point, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Donkey Kong is in a bunch of games as Diddy Kong. Like this is not hard, a stretch. They they know each other. No, they're, they're, they're 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 just around each other all the time. Also, a lengthy Mario versus Donkey Kong game franchise. <laughs> There's that, yes. But Donkey Kong Country is its own thing. I think what happened is like so Mario. No, and no, Donkey- no, 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 no. Cranky Kong is Donkey Kong in yep. that series. What uh-huh. happened? Donkey Kong is, is that, in the series. What happened is that Mario and Donkey Kong were originally together in like uh, what? What Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior. Mm-hmm. But then Mario went into the Mushroom Kingdom. And Donkey Kong was wherever, and then after time, continental drift happened, and they were in different places. See, this is the geographical, just the thing that was going on on the on the Facebook group. And I'm trying to make a genealogical argument that there's mm. that there's actual familial relations between these characters. There's also Donkey Kong Land one, two, and three, or at least one takes yeah. place on Earth. It just takes place on regular ass Earth. Yeah, that's that's like Mario's missing in Mario's time machine. It's just like here's Mario in Athens. Yeah. Good luck. Non-canon. Those are those are parallel universes. So they technically exist, but different planes. So what we need to do is address that, Tina, and come up with a way to ask the question so it's unambiguous, right? Our next twenty questions. uh, Yeah. No, our our next Miyamoto interview is when we need to ask. Okay. Well, there's that too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Can someone ask Reggie? All the secret. That's like when you when you leave the, the you know the government or like leave a, yeah. a, a leave a game company, like you get to like you did. Uh, you get to uh, talk about all the secrets. So now he can tell us. Tell us one secret. Just one, one secret. Just one secret. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Fine, listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign just like Michael Conrad Powelski did in Vista, California. And he says, I wonder what actor has been in the most games? Keanu, Bruce Willis, Arnold? It's an interesting question. Keanu's in two, I can think of. But we're not talking about, we're talking about like Hollywood actor. Yeah, I I think so. I don't think we're talking about voice actors. Oh, well, yeah. Because it would be Hollywood for Troy Baker. Big name actors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was trying to think like Hollywood actors whose likeness has been in the most games. So I do have some numbers. Okay, so that's an interesting distinction too, because there are actors like you know Mark Hamill is a voice actor, right? That exactly. the Joker, and but we're not, yeah. so we're not saying that. We're saying that actual like like Bruce Willis appearing in um, whatever that terrible game was he appeared in. Oh, Apocalypse! Die Hard for NES. Yeah, I was Apocalypse. gonna say there are four Die Hard games. I think. Yeah, there's except, also an arcade game. Except in Die Hard trilogy, I don't think they tried to use his likeness. I think no. it's just like a guy, right? Yeah. Well, so that but- doesn't count. I did so he's on the box art. No, he's not. Is is he? I don't think he is. I think what? it's I think it's actively not him. Like I think it's some For Die Hard trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up now. That's goofy. But so I don't I don't think it's Bruce Willis. There are uh, four Predator games and five Terminator games. <laughs> uh, so nine for Arnold, at least, unless there's yeah. something else there. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh he has so four. many. He has, he has last action hero games and all kinds of just- That's true. Oh, wait, oh you're right. Total recall. Total Recall. Right. And then what's the action movie, the James Cameron one after that, um, with Jamie Lee Curtis Lies? in it? True Lies. True yeah. Lies. Yeah, Is there stuff. a game for that? Yeah. That was like Van, 90s, Dam- Van Damme's in a bunch 96. of games from the, that era, too. And Stallone. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot Martin Sheen is technically in three Mass Effect games. Martin Sheen is in, uh, is he in Platoon? (laughs) Is that Charlie Sheen? That's Charlie Sheen. No, I don't think his likeness is in the game. He's on the cover. No. Who is the guy? Tell me who it is. It's it's the movie poster silhouette of. It's Charlie Sheen. No, it's not. Oh, my God. There's there's, um, uh, Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick, yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of Fast and Furious games, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's the one terrible one. I don't know that they've really made that many. Oh, is that true? They didn't make, there's probably a mobile game for everyone. <laughs> hey, I have a hack for this. Yeah. Uh, professional sportsmen or sportswomen wrestlers. and wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And they are in a lot of things. So I was thinking The Rock is probably in a whole lot of games, let alone Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. The Rock, yeah. though, is probably in like 20 games by default. Yeah. More. Sure. And then you, got, games. then you got your like movies that he's in, too. We also know which game has the most celebrities in it. What is it? That's Stranding. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing, but it's got to be, right? <laughs> that was a good time. I mean, maybe. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, the most cameos. <laughs> yeah. There, well, I mean, games like uh, games that have Star Wars characters in them have like just mm-hmm. a, t- a huge. I wanted. To, right? I was going to mention Star Wars. There's been so many Star Wars games. If each one, you know, if the bulk of them have Luke Skywalker in it, yeah, that's something that uh, that that you hear at pinball tournaments a lot. That I already annoyed Damon and Tina and Justin with, which is uh, people ask like, who's been in the most pinball machine art out of all these actors? And I think it comes down to Schwarzenegger because there's actually like a last action hero like pinball machine, of course, all the Terminators and stuff like that. Um, but uh, the other one is Harrison Ford because people forget about Star Wars. Yeah, and mm. you know, there's the Indiana Jones machines, and then there's just lots of Star Wars ones. Yeah, and I was going to say there, there are at least seven Indiana Jones games that I could count. Yeah, and then Bethesda's is on the way. Whatever maybe, they do with that, maybe it is Harrison Ford. Then I wonder if um, uh, do they get paid every time their face is used? I like, assume on, so. Like, is that how it works? I think I, think I assume you license. per project. Yeah, yeah, and there's probably stipulations like cannot exceed X amount of time with this person. Like, and I, like and apparently know, for Death Stranding, they had like a couple, like an hour or two limitation for Norman Reedus dialogue that they spared until the end of the game. And I'm totally making this up because I'm making a joke. Okay. Because <laughs> he did not talk that much in that video game. <laughs> the punchlines keep coming today. I like it. But they, um, uh, that, that's completely true. They recast, <laughs> they recast Solid Snake to be Kiefer Sutherland and didn't have that much access to him. And then mm-hmm. Snake doesn't say anything in Metal Gear Solid 5. He's barely in the game. Man, I forgot about that. They yeah, I, that much. I wouldn't be surprised if that was if that was an issue. That's why, like when when um, CDPR was going around talking about Keanu, people were like, "Well, hold on!" Like the big headline was he had the second most dialogue and only second to you as the player character. So, yeah. so trying to emphasize like this isn't just a cameo situation or a silent protagonist. Yeah, um, this is like a legitimate character mm-hmm. in the game. Um, there's a, uh, there, I know a little bit about this licensing again, I'm going to talk about pinball. So please tune out if you'd like to. Um, but, um, when you, uh, license likenesses, including faces, it expires at some point. Yep. So the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings pinball machine, probably my favorite game of all time has this thing called the Arwen plastic and it's a likeness of Arwen on it. Uh, what's her name? Liv Tyler. 
And yeah. uh, it's on the left side, and and the Path of the Dead uh, like path drops the ball right onto it. There's no padding or anything. It just drops it onto a piece of plastic, so it breaks all the time, right? It's broken in every game that exists, and so uh, that likeness expired. You can still get reproductions of the little piece of plastic for it, and they just have a tree on them. <laughs> it's really rare to have the Arwen plastic, and people bootleg it and stuff like that. Tree elves, yeah. Um, there, there are four Rambo games. Uh, and then there was their, their cliffhanger, their games based on cliffhanger also, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's, I don't think it's Sylvester Stallone. Also, I looked up Harrison Ford and he has a lot of just thank you credits. So one is like special mm. thanks. The other is a grateful bow to, so mm. um, <laughs> kind of mi- minimal crediting here. Not really <laughs> big roles. You mentioned Lord of the Rings, Sam. There were a lot of games based on those movies. Yeah. 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 But are there characters? Are there actors in that, like um, John Rhys Davies, that are in other games or things like that? That's that's the hard thing to determine. You know, Lord of the Rings kind of popularized of... a bunch of people. There's a Goonies game, and Sam uh, is in Goonies. Sean asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Call of Duty franchise has a lot of individual one-off famous actors in the totality yeah. of the series, but yeah, the, not a lot of repeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. No, John, there, there uh, t- who plays John Snow? He was in it. Yeah, like Harrington. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kit Harrington. There were two Goonies games, Sam. <laughs> right, right. It's it's unclear <laughs> if the second one had uh, Mikey Goonie in it, Sean Astin. Um, but uh, it did have a mermaid. I have a question. I know they made Mission Impossible games, but has Tom Cruise ever appeared in a video game? Well, <laughs> it's hard to tell on Top Gun because you just crashed the damn plane over and over this again. This is why I wanted to point this out. There are 13 Top Gun games, games based on Top Gun. Wow. That's too many. I know you could, you could just put anyone in, in the cockpit. You don't need to be Tom Cruise, but why are there so many Top Gun games? Did the new I've, movie come out? Did that yet. movie come and go, or is it not out yet? Yeah, it, had, it, it got delayed. Okay. Um, I, hilariously, if you Google, because we have that ability now on these podcasts, um, if you Google for Tom Cruise's uh, involvement in video games, the first headline that pops up is from my former boss, Stephen Tutillo, at the former MTV coverage for mm-hmm. these sorts of things. And the headline is, video games are one mission Tom Cruise won't accept. Granted, this was in 2006, so I don't know if his feelings have changed, but apparently at one point in time, he was pretty adamantly against it. Yeah, interesting. I I can't think of an example of Tom Cruise appearing in a video game. Yeah. Nope. Hmm. Um, And finally, I think the the movie series I could find the most games for was Jurassic Park. Oh. But I don't know how many would reuse the the likenesses of, of... you know, right. the same actors, you know, yeah, Sam Neill and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Neill. That's who every kid wants to play as. <laughs> yeah. Laura Dern. Yeah. She's in, she's in Oz Star Wars. Her likeness is in the Super Nintendo one, I think. In, in uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. We, we don't know. The answer is no one knows <laughs> what actor has been in. I'm glad we spent so much time on this. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, Laura Dern, I think, is the first woman we brought up. So that's showing a little bit of uh, underrepresentation in games right there. True. Um, but yeah, what's the woman that's supposed to appear in the most video games is an interesting yeah. question on its own. Next oh, it's it's got to be Ellen Ripley. You know, um, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Have been, Weaver is have in Ghostbusters. like 15 Aliens games and, yeah, the Ghost, Ghostbusters games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. This next email is from a cheater. We don't know the name. Mm-hmm. Maybe it off is his name. For obvious a reasons. A, a cheater. A cheating Cheeto, as they call them in uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Andrew Cheater. Says, this is my fourth time emailing GameScoop. Really hoping you read this, Damon. 
Mm. Well, uh, he, he can figure out who it is. He confesses, I cheat in single player games. There I said it. As a married man with a four-year-old, my gaming time is precious and sacred. My wife understands that luckily she knows when it's 21.30, daddy's got to go upstairs and game. Is that 9.30? 21.30 hours? Yeah. Now, I recently switched to PC gaming, and to my delight, you could cheat more easily, like XCOM oh, 2 yeah. via the console command, and now I'm playing Stardew Valley using mods for more items and money, nice. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Playing games simply does take a lot of your time, so every minute is precious. I am not proud of what I do, but it is necessary to fit into my way of life. Now, not all games I cheat in. Games like Control, The Last of Us Part Two. there are no obvious cheats, and I play them as normal as I can be. I'm sure Damon and Justin will understand, right? Hey, cheater, you don't need to justify. We've said this many times on the show. The game only exists for your entertainment. So whatever way of playing the game that is the most fun to you, that's the right way of playing it. In single-player games, right? There's a couple circumstances mentioned there, too, and one of those is is the... People that made the game put in cheats because they want you to mess with it and have fun. Well, like not always. You could also be using on PC game. You could be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mods. There's different situations, yeah. but one of the situations he mentioned, it is. And then there's the yeah. the mod side too. Which you know it's, you're supporting creatives when you're using. Mods yeah, well. there you go. That's different screen. types of creatives. Yeah. <laughs> it's always on you know it's always on a sliding scale. Like you know when you cheat, you're taking something away from the developer's intent, yada yada. But it's also like if it's a cheat to reduce grind, we're like. Okay, like I could play The Sims 4 for 10 hours and, you know, end up in the same spot where I could just, all I want to do is build a house. And so I have an unlimited money cheat to build my house. Like, you know, that's, that's a little bit different than like the pleasure you would get from overcoming a really hard challenge by doing it legitimately, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I sometimes sure. think about like my own moral compass when it comes to playing video games. Like if I drop down to easy occasionally, we've had this conversation a bunch of times on this podcast, but it feels worth reiterating. Like I occasionally feel like that's a cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always make sure to incorporate it if I do go down to easy, either because the franchise is super hard or I, I feel like burning through the game just to experience the rest of it. Like I want to know what the rest of the um, gameplay evolutions are, what the end of the story is. Um, I do try to make sure I'm conscientious of the fact that I may have played on easy mode for a game when I'm having conversations about it, because it does change what the general um, mm-hmm. experience is. So if you want to be part of the, you know, quote unquote discourse, you got to make sure that you're including like, okay, well, my experience is pretty different because I use this invincibility cheat and therefore I can't resonate with what everybody's talking about in this one level or boss being incredibly difficult. But yeah, totally on board on on the idea of like, if you made that decision because that's what best suits your experience for that particular game and maybe you might otherwise not play through the entirety of that game, I would argue that you get more out of it by being able to, by setting conditions for yourself through which you can finish that game and experience it in most of its totality uh, rather than putting it down out of frustration, lack of time or whatever it might also, it might be. It's also a testament to the game. You're, you're like the thing that's drawing you to the end of the game is still there. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, like there's something beautiful I want to experience about this work of art, but uh, I am a human and I have a life and I, I am limited by that. So adjusting the difficulty or adding a cheat or something just to be like, but I'm dying to see the end of this game because it's super cool. Like that's totally valid. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's just like you would experience any art. Like you're welcome to take it in at your own leisure. There's, there's so many mods that have nothing to do with quote unquote cheating either. It's just, yeah. you know, sure. um, it's also yeah. like turns into a hot dog or a fish or something. 
there's there's so many scenarios where every gamer, I don't care who you are, and if you deny it, you're a liar, where, you know, if you're playing the game within the bounds of the game and legitimate, like you're not breaking the rules or cheating, but you'll cheese the game 100%. Like you find some combo that works that lets you get mm-hmm. through it easier or like some overpowered yeah, weapon combination. Like exactly. that's how in every open world game, the first 10 hours are so fun. And then I find <laughs> something that trivializes the game. And then yeah. um, the temptation to use it is too strong. Mm-hmm. And then I just cheese my way through the rest of the game. Cause it's like, I can't help myself. Like, like I just did that in cyberpunk. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to bring up the painting in cyberpunk, like where there was a glitch where you can constantly resell this like fairly pricey yep. um, painting. And then you can spend all that money. And like, honestly, arguably the pacing of that game felt a little bit off because yeah. I wasn't um, including a lot in like a lot of my cybernetic abilities. And then once you have enough money to actually spend on through all the rippers and then frankly, like different rippers have different abilities. They're scattered mm-hmm. all throughout the city. So even to get to that access point, it requires a lot of traveling. I legitimately mm-hmm. made a little pass around the map to yep. visit a bunch of different rippers and then also whatever it was the ATM machines where you mm-hmm. um, get the money back for the for those paintings so I was just systematically hitting all those up and then I maxed myself out and it felt like it gave me so many more stealth options and so many more mission options as opposed to as you were saying Justin like I would have had to grind through to get to that point to mm-hmm. finish the game and I just created in that case I created what I felt was an efficiency measure but is um, there anything is there anything more cyberpunk? than ripping off the in-game ATMs in a way. Yes, that's the meta story right there. You found an exploit and exploited a bug in the system. A hack within a hack. That's true, a hack within a hack, a true hacker move. Yep. Um, I did the same in um, in Prey. There was this like crafting glitch, and so th- like to develop resources is mostly based off of grinding, and so it felt like you're just fast forwarding a little bit and then you're still making the decisions of how you want to craft a certain thing, how you want to input, you know, how do you want to use the money that you've, um, you've glitched out of uh, an exploit. And then on the other flip side, there are occasional quote unquote exploits that actually just add new challenges to the game. And um, even in multiplayer experiences, like I think I've mentioned the left for dead um, two dual weapon swapping with melee glitch where you shove your character into a corner and you just constantly swap yeah. your weapons until you lag the game out because your back starts producing pistols because the <laughs> game doesn't know what's happening. Um, and then you play on like the highest difficulty mode and you're like kind of um, jumping around uh, almost like the movement in a VR game where you're just, you know, transporting yourself into places. That's like a speed run trick. It's that's a speed like run crazy break. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, and it's the best because you, you'd actually find these community moments where people knew what you were doing and they're trying to help you out too. They're trying to lag the game out and have the same experience. Um, and everybody's just zooming through um, through this lagged out game. And then you hit the tank, which you have to kill before you can make it to the next round, which is another challenge because now you need to estimate your distance to the tank and then the timing of its swing. So suddenly it's just another boss battle fight, actually. You don't even lose the quality of yeah. that. You just change mm-hmm. the circumstances for yourself. So it could be a really fun thing, too. Speaking of speedrunning, did you guys see the video of uh, the people beating Hitman 3's first level in eight seconds? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, so I don't walk out. It's like, like yeah, waterboards. Yeah, they have a gun that can shoot through the floor. I don't, I don't know how exactly how mm. it was working. Yeah, it's like a seam, I think, in the floor. If you look at the leaderboards, there are ridiculous numbers for each of the missions. Obviously, people are replaying them. They have like better starting locations and better yeah. um, equipment and whatnot, but. 
It's like every single thing beaten in 10 seconds. You know, I tried to speed run the second mission. It totally works. You can just walk up to your target and kill her. And that's not the point of the mission, really. But you, you can do that. You still need the case file, though. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it would make it harder to get the case file. <laughs> See, that's what that's why they threw it in there. Like, oh no, yeah. in QA testing, we have realized. <laughs> Let's just make them get a case file too. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, I, we would, you know, I, I can't go through these conversations without a plea for a return to putting in cheats in games because mm. I think it's so fun and I think it's really good. I mean, I, I, it just occurred to me just talking uh, in this conversation that that easy mode, even though that existed back in the day, the easy modes that we have now probably have taken the place of the need for some cheats, but then some cheats are just so creative. And like people play GTA single player still and love the cheats because they're it's just sandboxy fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like I just like can't believe shit games ship that are sandboxes without that. They needed it like hashtag bring back big head mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Even the discovery of how to unlock a cheat is part of the fun. And it can be like a community activity. People are sharing codes and um, mm -hmm. different inputs. And it, that, that part is like fun, that. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's um, one other additional sort of thing that's on my mind here as we talk about this, which is using guides and game help and external resources. Um, and not just the game guide of, like, here's a map of how to get through this game, but, like, Games, so many modern games are what I would describe as like wiki games, like Minecraft. You'll never figure out Minecraft's crafting res recipes. Mm. They're designed yeah. to have some external resource on your second screen next to you. Um, mm. Stardew Valley isn't quite that, but like everyone in the village has a favorite item to give them as a gift. And like mm. you're not intended to look that up. It's breaking the game's balance to do that by not, hey, do you want this fish? No, I hate that fish. Mm. Okay, sorry, Shane, I'll give you a different fish tomorrow. Like, that's how you're supposed to play the games. Was it cheating to circumvent that? Like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, play however you want. Yeah, it's so pleasurable to, to look that stuff up when it's a thing that you're like, okay, this isn't my main mission in the game, so I can't focus all of my attention on it, but it's something I'm interested in learning about and doing and seeing my options. I love romance stuff in games for that reason. When you kind of, like, look at a guide that shows all of your options, and you can kind of choose it that way. I think that's really neat. Well, and romance in games is always so video gamey and crappy to like how yeah, to earn and unlock the romance. That's yeah, no, it's just they're garbage mm -hmm. systems usually. So mm -hmm. they deserve to be cheated. And the it payoff is. is so bad. Yeah, there was um, if you guys remember the game Fez for you know random yeah, I love Fez. obscure mm -hmm. callback. Um, but there was like the black monolith puzzle that people mm -hmm. were kind of like it was notorious for being unsolvable and like people were coming in in droves and groups like look at all of my my documentation my notepad for this one singular puzzle and like the whole point is you're not really supposed to be able to easily solve it and it's trying to like rally the effort of a lot of people at once mm -hmm. to do so mm -hmm. and game help. Uh, real quick, before we get to Video Game 20 questions, we have one more email from Random Task in New York City. Uh, and they would like to know our thoughts on Godzilla being supposedly the bad guy in the new movie, and could he beat King Kong? Our thoughts or your that's, thoughts? That's what, he, that's what he wrote in. That's what he wrote in. We all know, this is not a spoiler, I don't have inside information, but we all understand that halfway through the movie, they're going to team up and fight an even bigger bad guy, right? Like, I mean, this is Batman yeah. versus Superman all over again. They've already established in two movies that Godzilla is a good guy in this series. So yeah. there's literally no way. Yeah, uh, and there's, I, there were clues. Um, I think it was in our Rewind Theater. Like, there are some clues that are indicating, like, maybe there's some 
other force behind some of the disaster. Um, there's like, you know, a map in the background where it's pointing to like, they're not sure why there's these kind of like concerted attacks um, on, on Godzilla's behalf. So they're trying to like decode what's the real, uh, what's the real war being waged here? And is he just sort of a, um, a mime for, for the process? Yeah, it might not actually be Godzilla. It might be Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> That's a possibility. Does Mecha Godzilla uh, come from traditionally? Aliens. Aliens. So aliens built a Mecha Godzilla and they're just like, go mess up Earth. Yeah, and they, they put a fake skin over him to make it look like a real Godzilla. Oh, okay. But then so Mecha Godzilla shows skin. up. Yeah, and they have a fight okay. and skin blasted off him. So, so that's they, already um, happened. I don't, I don't know the Godzilla lore very well. First of all, Godzilla and King Kong have crossed over once before. I, here's, that's not my actual question. My actual question is, do all the kaiju come from Godzilla? Are there more like King Kong that sort of stand off as their own sort of thing that have potential to be pulled into this franchise in the future? All of the... the there's like Toho movies. Toho yeah. movie yeah. studios owns all like the rights to all the Godzilla kaiju. Right. The original King Kong universal property. There were like, there were some dinosaurs in that movie, but not, mm-hmm. not a thing that I would call like a kaiju that... So are there more like universal, the universal monster universe, like doesn't have a stable of well, like Marvel characters to like pull in except for the, to, except for the Godzilla bros. Is, is Ultraman something that they that's, pull in sometimes? Di- that's what I'm getting studio. at. Different movie studio. Does that come into Godzilla though? Mm-mm. Although there is a character named Jet, Jet, Jet Jaguar that looks almost exactly that's like That's what I'm Ultraman. thinking of. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So Godzilla's never pulled in from other franchises except for King Kong. As far as I don't want to say, I don't want to say never, yeah, never but, but, but it's yeah. not common. Yeah, okay. not common. Thank you. Um, the other option is that at the the end credit scene of uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, one of Ghidra's heads has been d- picked up uh, and sold on the black market to Tywin Lannister. So we know he has uh, one of his heads, and they also show that cool. uh, Ghidra can regenerate parts of his body. So. Maybe he's going to regenerate. Maybe they build him into Mecha King Ghidra. He's also an alien. So maybe the aliens from his planet are coming here, want to sort of rebuild their god, and they need to distract Godzilla and King Kong while they do that. That's another scenario. Damn, that's it's a very, uh, for uh, offhand, it could also be this incredibly <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> I mean, our this rewind there has like 15 different theories, too. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. It, is Mothra already part of this universe? I've missed some Godzilla movies. Yes, Mothra was in the last one. What Stop does it. she do? Is she she Stop good it. or bad? She saves Godzilla's ass twice and then she dies. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh boy, it's kind of hinted at that there's like a relationship between Godzilla and Mothra. Maybe Mothra Aww. is like reborn over and over again, but she and she just always shows up to help help Godzilla out when he when he needs it most. Yeah. All right. Anyway. That brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Tony in Australia. Let the questioning begin. I'm so mad about last week. I don't know if I can play this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Australia, though. There's some some clues there. They didn't really have a lot of access to uh, the NES and, and stuff until the Genesis. I was thinking that, too. Do you uh see you do you pilot can you pilot a vehicle in this game? Yes. Ah, I see we're getting specific with that question. I it like could be it. Diddy Kong Racing. Could be. <laughs> Are there animals in this game? Yes. Oh. Definitive. Whoa, so you can pilot a 
vehicle and there's animals. Yeah. Sounds like a great game. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is this a 2D game? Yes. Whoa, this is so fun. Let's play this game now. Uh, okay. Um, can you, are you, can you get out of vehicles in this game? Can you be not in a vehicle in this game? Yes. It's Blaster Master. I was thinking Adventure Island. Um, I can't picture any animals in Blaster Master except for that one giant alien that eats you. (laughs) Um, are aliens animals, Damon? If yeah, aliens our are next existential question. <laughs> if aliens are sentient, do they count as animals? Maybe aliens have their own version of alien animals. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But then, On their us, planet, they have animals. But we're just all, they're all animals to us. Yeah, like yeah. porgs are animals. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But Yodas are not. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a good analogy. Chewbacca's mm-hmm. are not animals. Yes. Chewbacca's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wookies. Depending on their <laughs> <laughs> It made sense what I use. We don't know what you we call baby Yoda. Um, Yoda and Grogu. <laughs> is this from before the year 2000? Yes. That's five. Is it from before 1990? Yes. Whoa. All it's right. Blaster Master. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, but you can get it in and out of a vehicle? Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's why it's Blaster Master because it's got the tank levels and the on foot levels. Um, have I mean, there's a frog in Blaster Master. Have we mentioned this title yet? Yes. Oh man, <laughs> we got it. All right. Uh, is there a frog in this game? Yes. This is Blaster Master. <laughs> yes, with an asterisk. Okay. Why? Why? I want to point out that that's nine questions. Yeah. I will now read to you the full email from Tony Australia. Damon, I'd like to propose an experiment. What's my 20 questions game suggestion? Nothing. But if you answer yes to every question asked, we'll eventually (laughs) find out what the default video game 20 questions game is. What? (laughs) So apparently it's Blast the Master. So you just said yes to everything and then you let us just lead it down wherever it went? Yes. Yeah, that was a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. That you guys willed that game into existence. That could have gotten messed up. Yeah. Because if I would have said after the frog thing, you know, yeah. but does it have a, a giraffe in it? Yeah. And then you said yes. <laughs> then there yeah. would be no default game. That's true. Yeah. What if yeah. we what if we had like contradicting answers? Mm-hmm. But in this yeah. universe, in this timeline, we did establish the default game. It just it yeah. could have gone horribly astray. Blaster I was Master. so excited that we got this in yeah. at, at <laughs> yeah. such a low yeah. count. Really yeah. took that away. You, yeah, you took that win away from us. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, uh, put yes. in the, we'll, we'll put in the W With an call. asterisk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a win with an asterisk. So much more fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Tony, fi- yeah. I'm fine with Blaster Master being the default Tony question. <laughs> <laughs> Great soundtrack. Yeah, Tony Austin. Have we mentioned the game? Yes, it's stupid. (laughs) So stupid. Like, what did you add? What what if we didn't say any game and I just got that incorrectly? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He wanted to know if you if you have noticed that every uh, answer was yes. How many questions would it take you take you to make a guess a guess of a game? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
he wants to know if it would be smooth sailing or will you have a game of mind and then ask questions in a way that, yes, forces you to think of a different game. Huh. Notice we did establish a game that would rule. I also yeah. think it's because we that, started I, I off. We started off so specifically with like, okay, it, you cut out everything that you don't pilot a vehicle, yeah. that you don't drive a vehicle in. So like that yeah. automatically narrows it down. It's almost like we we started this with a preconceived notion of what the game might be. I'm which always we do kind of do sometimes. I'm always picturing Blaster Master yeah. before we start. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm <laughs> singing the music. Do, 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 do. He's always yeah. hoping that's what it is. <laughs> well, then I have to rule it out. Okay, it's not, yeah. can't be, can't be. Not this week. <laughs> I hope that was Blaster oh. Master music. I'm second guessing myself. Um, <laughs> Damon, did you get scared when we started um, asking about pre-1990? And I said, whoa, a game where you get in and out of a vehicle before 1990. That's very <laughs> I just, unusual. I just didn't know if you're going to keep going. Like, is it pre-1980? Yes. Yeah. Pre-1970? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, with, uh, there's a famous story about inventing Yoshi where mm-hmm. Shigeru Miyamoto was like, I really wanted to get a dinosaur that Mario rides, you know, straight out of the Tomb Raider universe into Super Mario Brothers, the first Super Mario Brothers, and he just couldn't get the tech working. And so I'm pretty sure, you know, Nintendo always makes systems to make things possible for a game. They build two games. I'm pretty sure riding a dinosaur was the only reason they ever did a Super Nintendo. Because Miyamoto's like, it can't be done. They're like, okay, we'll make you a new system. We'll get the dinosaur working. He's like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I imagine that's how that conversation went. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) thank you. Time machines and all. We'll figure it out. Real quick before we go, Justin, I realized uh, I didn't ask you what you were playing. Oh, I've been I've been playing a lot of board games lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing a really cool board game called Aeon's End. And this actually has an interesting little twist to the end of the story. So it's a deck building board game where you start out with a deck full of garbage, just scraps and mud. And then you can spend it on new cards that go into your deck. And when you draw your deck, it gets more, more and more powerful as you go because uh, you can use those more powerful cards to buy even more powerful cards. But the twist is that instead of shuffling your deck, you never shuffle it. So everything goes into your discard pile, and then you just flip it back over and draw from the top again. So if you're smart and paying attention, you can discard your cards as you use them in a certain way to draw like a power hand next time and build combos that way. Um, we call that counting cards, Justin. Yeah, is that what it is? Is it counting <laughs> cards? No, like you just need to know, like you draw five every turn so you can you can know what your next couple turns are going to be based off the order that you discard your cards because you're going to flip them over and draw them. Are there like so few cards that you can kind of keep track though? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your decks never get that big. Yeah. yeah. 15 huh. cards maybe and so um so anyway like i really love it aeon's in super cool been playing it nonstop all of january and then i was looking up who made the game and a, a professional starcraft 2 player is the designer <laughs> wow. that's, that's cool, cool. Oh. i know and i was just like oh what a weird like video game like i used to watch him uh play starcraft 2 because i was really into starcraft 2 esports and he played terran but you know i won't hold that against him <laughs> small so, internet world yeah, for real. I mean, like, I you know, I you know, when I'm meeting like parents, friends, and stuff, they're like, "What do you What do you do for your job? What? what? Yeah. You know? Can you imagine being like, I make board games and I compete professionally in, in a video game? Just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's like the Venn diagram of things that I've been super obsessed with and into. It's like, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my three year old nephew can play Burnout now, and he can actually wow. like make turns. Wow. And drive straight, sometimes runs into obstacles, but he's basically a professional. So I told his dad, set up a set up a channel for him. He's a professional streamer now. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Which burnout? 
Yeah. I actually don't know. I have to I have to find out. But someone had bought him as a like birthday gift recently, like an actual steering wheel. Um, he's been using the Xbox controller instead. Um, but he has a whole rig set up with pedals and the steering wheel and wow. even some shifting. It's funny you think like I've shift yet. There's like the real yeah. Well, who yeah? That's that takes a while. Uh, there's a, a burnout game, you know, the early series which I never played, which seemed really appealing, which are just about driving straight and crashing into things. So yeah, that's yeah. that's perfect. There, there's a racing element to it. He also has Forza Horizon. He's he was playing a little bit of that. So wow. Quite a professional gamer at three years old. His first video wow. game remains Luigi's Mansion 3, though, and I'm pretty proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ask for a review on your desk by Monday morning? <laughs> Damon, it's I basically a... just, wow, that's his review. <laughs> <laughs> he does that when he crashes. It's, it's very cute, yeah. <laughs> I have a cute story for you, Damon, real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my older daughter, well, it's two, two things. One, I read a passage where she was on this math games website where she was doing these math games, but then somehow clicked all around and just ended up finding arcade games that weren't educational at all. <laughs> and like mom was so mad and I was kind of proud of her. Cause I'm like, every kid has to do yeah, that. Right? We all did like, it. Yeah. And, um, but the second thing is she's describing this game to me and uh, it's a tower defense game, but she doesn't, you know, she's like, they follow along a path and then you place these wizards on the path and they shoot them and then you get yeah. more money and you can place more. And then yeah. she was so, she's like, but dad, she's like, here's the trick. You have to put them at a spot where like the wizards can get them twice. Like mm-hmm, they get them mm-hmm. on this side then they come around and you get them on the other side. And I was just yeah. like, that's right. Like you got it that's- figured out, sweetie. It's like <laughs> Tyler's strategic. And then yeah. I had a chance, I felt like a super dad to be like, well, that's called tower defense and it's a yeah. whole genre and there's all kinds of really fun ones. I'll show you some. And it's like, I don't know. It was just a very wholesome moment. It's called tower defense. We would never guess it right on 20 questions. We would never get to that <laughs> genre. There's no um, way. Also through the power of text messaging, uh, I have discovered it is burnout paradise is the one that he's playing. Mm, that's a, such a good game. Yep. And very free just to drive around. That's like the perfect sandboxy free to drive Exactly. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good little playground for him to test mm-hmm. around in. I wrote the strategy guide for that game. Nice. Wow. Those are different times. Uh, it also you has a lot of guns. You could be his coach in his professional career. I could. Yeah. I should send him my guide. I'll send him the, the old IGN formatted version, which you can still see on GameSpy's site, which is has my byline and everything and very tiny images. It's like you'll be his sensei. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We'll get you guys geese and everything. <laughs> uh, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank, Thank you, you to Tayo working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.